0: Most often, the brightest smiles come from those who've struggled the most. What's behind your smile? Let's open up and talk about what's really going on behind the smile. And sometimes it's okay to fake it until we make it. I'm Bonnie Woodrick. Join me to gain insight on how many of us hide behind the smile to get through painful and difficult times. My podcast is a safe place where others can share their stories and discuss how opening up rather than hiding behind a smile, allows for growth and happiness. Have you heard of tapping or have seen others tap on their head, under their eyes, their chins, or their fingers? If you have, or even if you haven't, my guest today is Brad Yates from Tapping with Brad. We will discuss the power this life-changing technique can have. Brad has had the privilege and pleasure of working with a diverse group of clients, from CEOs to professional and NCAA athletes from chiropractors and psychiatrists to corporate and federal attorneys, from award-winning actors to residents at a program for homeless men and women in Santa Monica. Brad is the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish, the co-author of the bestseller Freedom at Your Fingertips and a featured expert in the film, The Tapping Solution. Brad also has an interesting background as an internationally performing actor and a graduate of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Clown College. So let's stop talking and start tapping with Brad. I am so fortunate to have in studio Brad Yates, who is a very well-known tapper. It's not tapping with shoes. It's tapping with your (laughs) fingers. So welcome, Brad, to Behind the Smile podcast.
1: Thanks, Fadi. I'm happy to be here.
0: So... A little bit about your background. You have quite an interesting background of not just, I mean, you got, you're doing Tapping Now, which we're going to focus on. Brad, you are an actor. You have books out. You have hundreds of YouTube videos. But I think what the most interesting career that you have had or school that you attended is Barnum & Bailey Clown School. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, I am a graduate of Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Clown College. While I was in Hollywood uh, trying to make it as a movie star, I heard about auditions for Clown College and thought, hey, that would be really interesting, and spent two months in Baraboo, Wisconsin, at the uh, home of the Ringling Brothers, training in clown school and wearing makeup and juggling and riding unicycles and throwing pies and all that good stuff.
0: So did you ever, you know, (laughs) have your career as a clown? Did you go to kids' birthday parties?
1: (laughs) So the kind of clown that I was was not the sort of clown they were particularly looking for for the circus. So I wasn't offered a a contract with the circus, although they did ask me to come back and uh, look at other possibilities just because the the, the sort of clowning that I did was more of a uh, Cirque du Soleil kind of clowning. And also at that time, there's a part of me that's like, I don't really want to go on the road with the circus right now. (laughs) But I did do a couple of events after I got back. Uh, no birthday parties, but you know a couple of social events. But it very much is used in everything I do, certain things that I learned about comedy and presentation. So it's, it's still very much there with me, even without the makeup or the red nose. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you were able to, to use that almost as little performance techniques that you picked up through that experience. Absolutely.
1: Nothing wasted.
0: And you know what? It's kind of fun to talk about, right? Probably a lot of people that wanted to be a clown someday, and then there are those that are kind of afraid of clowns. So, <laughs> yeah. But you are also the best-selling author of a children's book called The Wizard's Wish. Tell us about your children's book.
1: Yeah, I, it was when I was being interviewed for the film The Tapping Solution, and we were talking about tapping with kids and how, you know, when I'm tapping with adults, most of the issues that hold adults back are things that happen in childhood. And just talking about the possibility of if we tapped with kids and cleared that stuff out, then the gifts and talents that kids could share and what they would create in their lives and the breakthroughs that they would share with the world. And we really focused on that in that interview. And I was thinking, yeah, I'd like to do more about that. I'd really love to introduce tapping to kids. And I had children of my own and was thinking, you know, we love reading books at bedtime. What if I came up with a, a bedtime story that would introduce tapping? And I had been given the nickname, uh, the EFT Wizard and I love wizards and I have Harry Potter wands here on my wall. And so I thought, well, what if it was about a wizard? And instead of using a magic wand. He used his fingers as a magic wand for tapping out those yucky feelings and just sort of create a story around that. And it's been a fun way to share tapping with kids.
0: Okay. So I feel like we need to talk about what tapping is so we can get into why it's important for children to tap. So you also have another book, Freedom at Your Fingertips, and you are featured expert in the tapping solution so tell us what tapping is
1: so tapping also known as emotional freedom techniques or simply eft is literally a process of tapping with our fingertips on these different places primarily on the face and torso and for anyone who's new to this i know it sounds strange but there's a very good reason why we do it it's based on acupuncture So for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they have said there's a flow of energy through the body along these pathways called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being, physically and emotionally. And when we don't feel, when this energy is stuck, we don't feel as good, we don't think as clearly, and we make uh, less than the best choices in our lives. And so our lives don't go as well as we'd like. So in traditional acupuncture, the doctor would stick needles in these key points And we're just stimulating those same points with our fingertips by tapping. And we have a growing body of scientific research validating the fact that this is a profound stress relief technique. It calms down the stress response in the body, which happens whenever our mind perceives some kind of threat which was really great Uh, 100,000 years ago when we were facing life-threatening situations more often. The amygdala in our brain would say, hey, there's danger, we go into fight or flight and try to keep ourselves safe. In modern day life, we don't have as many life-threatening situations, but we have ego-threatening situations. Somebody says something to us, they look at us cross-eyed, we perceive a possible bad outcome, and our brain still puts us into that same kind of fight or flight It may be profound, it may be very subtle, but it forces us to make unhelpful choices in our lives. And so the tapping calms down that stress response such that we can think more clearly and make much better choices.
0: How did you get into tapping? And is it a degree? Do you go to school? Do you get certified? What's the background?
1: There are schools of certification in EFT now. When I first learned it back in 2000, uh, Gary Craig, the founder of VFT did not yet have a certification program, but, uh, I was a certified hypnotherapist at that time. When I, when I got back from clown college and was pursuing my acting career, I also, uh, fell in love, got married. And when our first child was on the way, I thought I need a backup career. <laughs> so I trained to become a hypnotherapist and started doing that. And when our second child was on the way a couple of years later, I realized that as much as I loved acting, doing this personal development work was really my calling. This is really what really inspired me and and felt best. So I left acting to pursue this full-time and through some other hypnotherapists heard about this training with Gary Craig and, you know, doing this tapping work, tapping on your face. Like, Okay, you know fortunately for me, I'd already been to clown College, so tapping on my face was not the silliest thing i'd ever done uh, and, and and in that workshop, one of the things he had us working on is he he asked people on a scale of zero to ten, how much do you crave chocolate and he gave everybody a hershey's kiss and i'm looking at it, I was a bit of a chocoholic at the time, and I was like an eight or a nine and After just a few moments of tapping on the chocolate cravings, I could not eat the chocolate, not just. I could avoid it. I couldn't eat it. And I didn't eat chocolate for two years after that. And now, now I recovered, but it was, it was profound. And, and I can still go back. And if I decide, hey, it's good for me to go on a sugar fast for a while, I can tap away the cravings. And it's no longer a matter of willpower. There can be chocolate sitting there. And I just have no desire for it. So having that, that moment of tapping and seeing that profound change really sold me on it. So when I went home and continued uh, my hypnotherapy practice, I started introducing tapping. And little by little, uh, they became tapping sessions with a little bit of hypnosis at the end.
0: It's interesting that you bring hypnosis up because on the way here, I, I live about 30 minutes from where the studio is. So I listened to three, your YouTube with your, your tapping mm-hmm. videos on it. And I was just tapping with my fingers. Yep. And I was like wanting to fall asleep, you know, so I'm wondering, like your voice is very calming and just your voice and walking you through that. Can that have benefits as well without the tapping? Cause it did. It was like, I wanted to go to sleep.
1: You're saying that I put you to sleep. Wow. <laughs> you know, that was the great thing about going from acting to hypnotherapy is when my audience fell asleep on me, that was a good thing. So, and in tapping, there's a lot of ways that our body physically manifests energy shifting, including yawning. Yawning is the most um, usual way that we uh, experience that with tapping. Not to say that it's not working if you're not yawning, but it it happens very often. So as as an actor and having people yawning in the middle of my presentation is a positive thing now. (laughs) And there's a, a, a number of reasons why that might happen, the falling asleep. One is when we're moving through the energy, it can be a, a real workout and we can feel tired. There's also times where it's a form of resistance, where there's a part of us that says, I don't really want to deal with this right now. Let's go to sleep. Let's avoid this. Just forget about this. Ignore it. <laughs> so that may be happening as well. And as long as we keep tapping through it, we'll still be getting the benefit. Now, obviously, as I said, I started as a hypnotherapist. So there are profound benefits to just using hypnotic language. And the tapping just adds a body component that makes it that much more effective.
0: So I had an interesting experience with tapping. Um, We had a, a woman who, her name is Beth Tuttle, and she did a tapping class for our organization. And then I went to her place of employment and did the tapping session. Now, my experience was, it seems so easy. And like, how is that really going to help me? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but
0: the next day, I was like an emotional wreck. I was crying. I didn't want to go anywhere. I literally got in my car and just drove and cried almost the whole day. And I, I was like, what is wrong with me? And the next day when I woke up, I felt like a new person, and I felt like because we were talking, we were we were tapping about past trauma. Mm-hmm. Is that a typical response to the effects that that tapping can have? It
1: can happen. Generally, we we hope that the uh, we clear enough of the discomfort in the tapping round, so you feel more relaxed afterwards. But the effects do sometimes have a delay. But yeah, we're working through stuff that we may have tried to keep hidden for a long time. So it's not that the tapping creates the upset. Because ge- as I said, generally when we're tapping, we, we're hoping that we feel a whole lot better by the end of it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's bringing it up and it's not the tapping that cr- creates that, it's the fact that we're looking at it. So if you had company coming over and you said, oh, I really want to clean up my living room. And you said, on a scale of 0 to 10, how clean is it? Well, it's a good 8 out of 10 but I really like these people. So I want it to be a 10 and we start cleaning up and we're as in the process of cleaning, we realize, Oh, there's some dirt that I had swept under the rug and Oh, there's some dirty laundry under the sofa. Now it's no longer an eight out of 10. Now it's like a three out of 10 in terms of how clean it is. We wouldn't say, Oh, I should never have cleaned up my room. Cleaning obviously made my room dirtier because the, the tap is just a cleaning process, just that in that process, we're looking and we're finding things that, Oh, we've kept hidden for a while. It's just like, so we wouldn't say, well, the cleaning, cleaning up my room found all that dirt. I should never clean again. It's like, okay, it's just going to be, it's going to take longer to clean it than I would have thought at first, because now i got to get that dirty laundry out and i got to sweep under the rug and things like that. So that can often happen with tapping. But then when we're done, the room is really clean. Our energy system is really clean and we're free from all of these things that have bothered us. And, and totally understand, it, it does seem too simple. It's like, how can tap it on your face be so beneficial in so many ways? And it's when we recognize that most, if not all of the issues that bother us are caused by or worsened by stress. So to have a simple tool for clearing stress then alleviates so much of the discomfort that we feel both physically and emotionally. So it's not that it f- solves everything, it's solving the stress, which is the problem behind everything. <laughs>
0: Right. And I think it's something that we need to work into our lives, just like we do our diet, our physical exercise. You know, what are things that we can do to take care of our mental health? And this tapping is such a simple process. And you offer hundreds of videos online. But it was interesting because when we did the the tapping class and I have many of the ones that were in the tapping class also go to my support group. And I was like, hey, how did you like the tapping class? And everybody was like, oh, we loved it. Really. It was really cool. How many are you still doing it? Nobody. So how often do you have to tap to keep it effective?
1: When we tap to clear something, it tends to be cleared, but there are other things like that. So to me, I, I recommend to folks to tap on a daily basis because to me, it's energy hygiene. We have physical hygiene, like brushing our teeth and taking a shower. We don't say, oh, just brush your teeth when you're aware of how dirty they are. Yeah. You know, We don't wait an, until people are holding their nose around us and then say, oh, that's right, I haven't taken a shower in three weeks. We, we do it on a daily basis as maintenance. Most of us don't have a way of dealing with stress in that way. And so it builds up to the point Where there's unfortunate consequences where people are holding their nose around us and so to have this simple process and it may just be a few minutes of tapping on a daily basis would be great but it is a new habit how long did it take for us to get into the habit of brushing our teeth because as children you know it's not like our parents said brush your teeth daily and then from that moment on every day we were brushing our teeth we avoided it we didn't want to do it until it became a habit and there's a part of us that may say, well, especially if you have the kind of reaction like you had where, oh, when I tap, I'm, I'm tapping into some stuff I didn't want to deal with. We may avoid that. And it's like, I'd rather deal with the upset that's inside me and just pretend it's not there than actually face it because the idea of being clear is not familiar to us. We cling to what's familiar. So I, I have a video on cultivating good habits, and I give people a link to download a habit tracker. They can just mark off on their day. And the first thing I have on there is tap <laughs> so that you can remind yourself on a daily basis because it, until it's more habitual, it's very easy to forget about it. And also, there's a part of us that says it's going to create change. So why on earth, given the change is so awkward, even if it's positive change, it's still unfamiliar and that feels uncomfortable. Why on earth would I do something that's going to make me uncomfortable? That's what part of our mind is saying.
0: I love those words because change is inevitable, right? It's the only consistency (laughs) that we have in our life. But yet it's the hardest thing to have to, to deal with. So let's talk through how simple this process really is. And when you tap, and I'll let you explain what you do in the places on your face that you tap, is there a certain order that you tap in?
1: Yeah, that, and that's how EFT uh, was created. The original version from Dr. Roger Callahan called Thought Field Therapy, he would do a, a system of diagnosis with the client to find out what was bothering them and then come up with two or three tapping points in a particular sequence. And one of his first students, Gary Craig, had his degree in engineering and thinking like an engineer and trying to simplify things said, well, since it doesn't take that long to tap each point, what if we just tap all eight points from top to bottom. And uh, it's much just much simpler that way. So that's what we're doing, it's just going going in a line. So the first thing we would do is identify what was bothering us. So let's say, you know what? I, I'm really feeling angry at Bob. I got this friend Bob who just did this really bonehead thing and it just really upset me. And I would rate it on a scale of zero to 10 and say, oh, you know what, that was a real jerk move. Uh, I'm, I'm at a good eight. Then I'd notice where in my body I feel it. Oh, I just, I feel this tension in my shoulders. So, okay. Uh, the issue is, you know, what's stressing me out is this anger at Bob. It's an eight out of 10 and I'm feeling it in my shoulders. So I would start by taking the fingertips of my index and middle finger and gently tapping on the opposite hand on the side of the hand. So right on that edge between your wrist and your pinky. And we just gently tap on that point while saying, even though I have this issue, so even though I have this anger at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself. Because most of the time we're fighting against what's bothering us. And we want to state a level of acceptance going, okay, it's there. I accept that it's there. And I'm accepting myself because part of me feels it's important to feel this. So we'd say, even though I feel this anger at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself. And we'd state that three times. Then we go to the first point here, which is the eyebrow point. So right at the beginning of your eyebrow, right near the middle of your face, and gently tap in there. And generally, we tap these points between five and 10 times. But depending on the phrase that we're saying, it might be longer. That's okay. It's not like your body says, oh, you tapped 22 times. Now it's not going to work. So we gently tap right at the beginning of the eyebrow and say, all this anger at Bob. Follow your eyebrow to the uh, outside corner of your eye socket tap the side of your eye and say, all this anger at Bob, or whatever the issue might be. And following the edge of your eye socket to right under the middle of your eye, just above your cheek, tapping there and say, all this anger at Bob. Right under your nose, just above your upper lip, all this anger at Bob. Then tapping just below your lower lip, just above your chin, all this anger at Bob. The next point is the collarbone point. So if you feel where your collarbones just about come together, there's a little bit of a U-shape at the base of your throat. And if you take all of your fingertips and tap that area or even make a fist and tap where the collarbones just about meet and say your phrase, all this anger at Bob. Next point is about four inches below the armpit. It's right about bra strap level. And I'm sure even the guys listening can find that. All this anger at Bob. And finally, the top of your head. So using all of your fingertips and tapping around the crown of your head, say all this anger at Bob. Then you take a deep breath. And you'd ask yourself again, okay, how angry am I still at Bob? And for some people, that'll go from an eight to a zero like that. For some, it may go from an eight to a (laughs) 7.75. But there's, uh, you know, any relief that we get is better than none. And we may have more awareness. You know, when we're doing the tapping process, it's often like peeling the layers of any onion. And so we might be tapping and recognize, oh, you know what? It's not even Bob. It's that what Bob did reminded me of what Cindy did to me in the third grade, and I never forgave her, and I'm still upset about that. All this anger at Cindy. All this anger at Cindy. And now I can clear out something that I may not even have been consciously aware of, but at some level has been limiting my life and my happiness and my success for decades. And I can get that out of my system.
0: I mean, that's how simple it is, right? So if I was at an 8 and I went to a 7.5, do I redo the whole process all over again until I get it down to maybe a zero?
1: Right. and in the in the simple version of EFt, we would just change the wording slightly and say, even though I still have some anger at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself. or if I'm now aware of it being something else. So even though I'm angry at Cindy, whatever whatever I'm seems like the thing that's bothering me now, but I could if it still seems like anger at Bob, I would just say, even though I still have some anger at Bob, and then I each the point, say, this remaining anger at Bob, this remaining anger at Bob. Now, that's the very simple version of EFT, where you just keep repeating the same phrase over and over. Now, if you watch my videos, it's much more freeform. It's an intuitive process where I'm coming up with all kinds of different statements, trying to look for what else might be going on. But if I introduce that way first, and people are hearing about EFT for the first time, they think, oh, it's really complicated. You have to come up with all these words. Like, no, no. No, you don't. You can just say the same phrase over and over. And you don't even have to say anything. If you're already aware of being stressed out, you can just start tapping silently. And the simple process of tapping on these points, these energy points in the body, and these are points that are related to uh, meridian, the meridian lines in our body. They're also points of lower electrical resistance and they send signals to the brain. There's all kinds of ways that this tapping on these particular points is helping to calm down that stress in our body.
0: It truly is an amazing, amazing tool. So since it's based on acupuncture, Mm -hmm. if you weren't tapping and you went and had, you know, the needles put in you, is it going to do the same thing? Is that how the acupuncture and the tapping is go hand in hand?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the same principle of, using that, stimulating these points in the body to clear out those energy blockages that are manifesting as either a physical or an emotional upset.
0: So, you know, if people find this difficult, I think that all they have to do is go find one of your videos because you have them all labeled. Like I listened to the one on stress today, feelings of being overwhelmed. But then you also have one on tapping on how to be a millionaire. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's and a lot of have, positive rounds. <laughs> yeah,
0: you have messages that said it worked, or you know maybe I I put in I want ten thousand dollars and somebody's like I got the ten thousand dollars. How does that really work? Is that do with manifestation, energy, the universe?
1: There's, yeah, so in tapping with money, because a lot of people say well tapping is just a clearing process for when you have an upset emotion, but we can also use tapping to create better outcomes in our lives. Because the extent to which we don't have what we say we want tends to be the extent to which we are resisting it. So there is an abundance of all things we want, but there's a part of us that resists it because it's change. You know, we may all say, I'd love to be a millionaire, but most of us have a lot of baggage around money. Money is the root of all evil. Rich people are greedy I if I had money my family would always want a handout I'm going to have to pay more to the IRS my friends are going to be jealous all kinds of negative associations so while our 10% of our conscious mind is saying I want more money 90% is saying nope we want exactly as much as we have right now and if we have any more we're going to find a way to get rid of it so the tapping addresses that stress and those fears all those reasons why we couldn't or shouldn't have it it doesn't feel safe to to have it. So in terms of manifestation law of attraction, we can say, okay, I'm trying to vibrate at the level of attracting money, but if I have all these beliefs about why money is bad, that's what I'm putting out there. That's the energy I'm putting out there. And that's why I'm brilliantly blocking money from coming into my life. Now, from a more, uh, what some people would say is a more pragmatic way of looking at it, just from a, a behavioral standpoint, If I am thinking about money and there are things that I could do, it's like, oh, I could call this person up and and share my services with them, or I could ask for a promotion, or I could apply for this job that has a better pay. There are actual tangible actions that I could take to increase my income. But if I have reasons why that wouldn't be safe, why I couldn't or shouldn't have more money, I'm not going to make that phone call. I'm going, to, I'm going to forget to go to that interview. I'm going to find all kinds of ways to stop myself from sharing my gifts and talents in a way that will make money. Not because I'm bad or stupid, but because part of me says it's not safe to take advantage of these opportunities to have more money. So as I look at why I might be afraid of having that more money and clear out those misunderstandings, then I have greater freedom to take those actions and vibrate at that higher level.
0: So basically, in a nutshell, we are our own worst enemy.
1: <laughs> and our best friend. Yeah. I like to say that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. And the thing is, we don't recognize that. We, we beat ourselves up. It's like if we're tr- if we're trying to lose weight and we break down and eat a pint of ice cream, we beat ourselves up. If we're trying to make more money, but we totally blow an interview, we beat ourselves up. And I'm always trying to tell people, be more compassionate with yourself and recognize that it was an act of self-love. Because if you believe that it's not safe to lose weight for all kinds of reasons, there's a there's a statement, overweight is overlooked. If being seen, if I'm afraid of people paying attention to me, and if I feel like I'm more invisible, if I'm overweight, then... I am taking care of myself by staying overweight, or I may just be upset in that moment, and I have all this old programming saying that, yes, a pint of ice cream is going to add weight, but it's gonna make me feel good in this moment. So eating that ice cream is an act of self-love. It's misguided, but it is an act of self-love. Missing that interview, if I am convinced that having more money would be bad for me and cause more harm than good, then missing that interview was an act of brilliance. Now I, it's, I don't know why I missed that, but part of me is like, thank goodness, we're, we've safely avoided having more money. So if we can be compassionate with ourselves and acknowledge that this was an act of self-love, now how do I find a better way of loving myself? And how do I look at why I thought that was an act of self-love, why I thought that was necessary, and I can tap away the stress and clear up those misunderstandings?
0: It, it, but it's almost like, you know, like when you talk about the ice cream and how, you know, that moment, that ice cream made me feel really good. Yeah. But then that good moment goes away and I feel really guilty about eating it. So how do we deal with that moment?
1: And that is also brilliant. The, the, the moment of beating ourselves up is also brilliant because like, for instance, with the, the, the job interview you missed, it's like if I can beat myself, oh, I'm so stupid, I'm so disorganized, I'm this, I'm this. Because all the time I spend beating myself up is time that I can't be on the phone getting a new interview. (laughs) I'm still brilliantly avoiding the outcome that I'm afraid of. Beating myself up over the ice cream is a brilliant way of avoiding the positive actions that I can take. Like looking at why why did I feel that I need that? what's What's a healthier way? I totally love and appreciate that part of me that wanted to take care of me what is a healthier way that I could do that?
0: It's amazing how the fear in us of change affects us because I think that's such an important part is that change is one of the most difficult things that we have to go through. And and to think that this tapping that is good for us or in our mind what we, we're we kind of like avoiding because we don't wanna change so we'll just live in that, that spot um, isn't always healthy.
1: Fear of change is one of the biggest things that stops us. And it's because change, part of our mind says change is loss. Even if what I'm losing is crap, (laughs) maybe something awful in my life, but it still feels like loss. And we have all this program about, if you experience loss, you must feel pain. Even if it's the loss of something that is awful. And so there's a part of us that just has that gut reaction. It's like, I don't care what it is. I just don't like losing. And even if I'm replacing it with something much better, I still, there's still something about it that feels uncomfortable. And I'd rather hang on to what is familiar.
0: Which leads us to that fear of the unknown. Yep. Do you have your most popular YouTube video? Because you have like hundreds of thousands of people that find you and tap with you via your videos. Do you have your favorite?
1: You know, it changes from time to time. There there are some that are the most popular videos. the video I have on anxiety relief is is very popular. I think the money magnet video is might currently be the most popular video. Uh, a lot of people love love those money videos. and some of the ones that are most that are my favorite are the ones around being limitless and clearing out our blocks to being remarkable and really allowing ourselves to step into our best selves and clearing out what stops that.
0: What have you been witness to as far as the biggest change through tapping, like with one of your clients or maybe one story that somebody share it with us, the most meaningful one to you that really brought change to someone else?
1: It's hard to say which is most meaningful because everyone is meaningful. Every time I read on a YouTube comment, someone saying, thank you, this made a change, even if they're not specific about what the change is, uh, I'm I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be of service. Uh, there are, have been times where I've worked with someone and they're aware of a troubling memory, and it may be from 20, 30 years ago. And still, when they think about it, they tear up and it's, or they, they feel tension and upset. And sometimes it's a matter of moments. Sometimes it takes longer. Not everything happens uh, instantly. But we get to that place where they can look at it and say, yeah, it happened. It happened. And years of, of burden have been lifted. I, I've seen with physical pain where someone is really experiencing discomfort and in a matter of moments sometimes, they're able to move around and feel looser and uh, and, and feel better. And, and the, uh, one of the cool things is that everything is energy, so we're all connected. So that person's relief is relief for the collective. Everyone... Everyone benefits from that. The the little bit of pain that that person allowed themselves to release, they have released from the collective whole. And so that's uh, just fun to think about.
0: (laughs) And that's so inspiring, really, because we're all connected and we all have this ability, but we need to talk about it. We need to get out there. We need to make people aware of you. And one thing that I really appreciate about you is that you offer these YouTube videos for free because so often... People can't afford things that are good for their mental health. And so thank you for doing that, for offering hundreds of these videos with whatever you're dealing with, that you can go in and tap on your own at your own convenience and and reap the benefits of that. So tell us about what you do. You do events, you have courses online, you have private sessions, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I, I work with people individually and in groups. I have a couple of different group programs, small group programs and larger group programs. Uh, as a as a former actor, my favorite thing to do is have a live audience. Something I haven't been able to do for the last year and a half, but I'm very much looking forward to doing that. I, I've had the uh, the great fortune of being able to do that on a couple of different continents, um, all over the world, and really looking forward to to doing that too. Because there's a when we have that group energy, there's something really profound about that. Having that shared experience is uh, is a profound way of moving through blocks Yeah,
0: you know, especially when you can have others validate each other right because i can have my tapping experience at home in my bedroom but it's only with me but when we're able to share in that group with each other it even becomes more profound so tell us how can people connect with you how can they reach you where can they find you
1: uh, simplest thing is at tapwithbrad.com and on that website you'll find links to my youtube videos uh, and it's also Tap with Brad on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And you'll find all kinds of resources on my website, including links to the research. If, if you're someone who says, tapping is silly, that can't really work. Well, yeah, you can find a link and see all the, the scientific evidence that uh, including chemical studies, including fMRI studies, showing brain scans, uh, showing that, yes, there is something that is absolutely happening uh, that we can see as to why these changes are taking place.
0: Well, that's amazing. And one thing I think that we should mention too is that there's zero side effects of tapping.
1: Yeah, as long as you're not tapping too hard and not bruising yourself, yeah. there <laughs> it's a benefit. Yes, sometimes we feel more uncomfortable at first because we're looking at things again, like clean your room. Yes, you are going to see things that you've been telling yourself aren't there, even though part of you has been aware of it. And you know, some people, when they first hear EFT and we're talking about, even though I feel distressed, like, what? No, 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 you can't talk about the stress. Positive energy, you always have to be thinking positive, always focus on the positive. Okay, so if your uh, dog poops on your carpet in your living room, <laughs> are you going to say, I'm just going to look at where the carpet is clean? <laughs> because <laughs> you're going to step in it and you're going to spread it around. And, <gasps> and you're kidding yourself if you're thinking, I'm only focused on the positive because part of your mind is very much focused on the poop. But if you take a moment to clean it up, say there's poop there, I'm cleaning it up, now you can fully enjoy your living room without having to worry about that.
0: So the moral of the story is, is let's tap to clean ourselves up and, and live a happier life.
1: Absolutely.
0: Tap with Brad. Feel better, do better, live better is your motto. And I'm so excited to have had this opportunity today and to have so many people listen to what you do and share what you do. Thank you so much, Brad. I really, really appreciate your time.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I really appreciate this opportunity to share this word.
0: Tap with Brad. A simple yet impactful way to change your life. Brad offers hundreds of free YouTube videos online. So what do you have to lose? Give tapping a try and see if this simple concept works for you. Personally, I have had great success tapping. My reminder message to you is you just have to do it. And as Brad says... Make tapping a part of your everyday life to feel more peace and cultivate a more powerful, successful mindset. Check out Tap with Brad on social media platforms, his website, Tap with Brad, and of course, his YouTube videos. Thank you to our community partner, Big B Coffee, for your continued support, allowing us to start the conversation with a Big B beverage. And thanks to you, Stuart Polchak at Soundpost Studios, for making us sound so good.